0: The stage is dark, but the conversation is just beginning. Welcome to the Utah Symphony's Ghost Light Podcast, a behind-the-curtain look into the world of classical music and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Jeff Counts, and I'm joined today by Carol Dalrymple. She is a producer, editor, filmmaker from KUED. Welcome, Carol.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you here. So Utah Symphony and KUED collaborated recently on a project called National Park Symphony, The Mighty Five. Can you describe it for us? How did it first take shape, this project?
1: Yeah, so National Park Symphony, The Mighty Five, um, a collaboration between KUED or PBS Station and um, Utah, the Utah Symphony mm-hmm. um, is a visual portrait of the five national parks in utah and of course they're um... each unique and um... stunningly beautiful certainly and um... it was we're just nearing the hundredth centennial of the national park service and we're just as that was coming up maybe a year out the utah symphony had done a a tour where they went out and um... to the they performed for people at each of the locations of the national parks and um... There was such a great response from that. It was and a huge success. Yeah, yeah, you've you probably heard, and when we yeah. went down to film, in fact, people mentioned the symphony and how wonderful it was to be in those locations mm-hmm. and hear the music, mm-hmm. and so the project grew out of that, and we had done some portrait pieces before, um, but never quite to this scale, and certainly not with so many artists involved. So. Absolutely.
0: Speaking of those artists, this was an ambitious project with a lot of voices. I, You were the director of the project, so in many ways, the, the, the lead artist in terms of how the the uh, the final product took shape, but there were many artistic minds involved as we said so what was it like to work with music director Terry Fisher and people at the Utah Symphony describe that experience
1: yeah you know it's really a rare honor I think to be able to work with that many artists I think and the roles I have I I generally work with different artists visual artists and things like that and but um to be able to work with um somebody with Terry Fisher's vision mm-hmm. i believe that you know he really has a vision and then mm-hmm. to represent uh, so many hours of work of musicians and all coming together. So the recording that was done was not some old recording of the Utah Symphony, Right. it was done specifically, it it was done specifically for the piece, which was um, really uh, remarkable as well. So that was a wonderful opportunity and all the musicians that are involved in making Mm -hmm. that happen and all the hours that they're working to perfect the music and get to that point where they can come together for this one day yeah. and record it I mean that's a huge amount of focus and sure. and work on the part of so many people and um, also the librarians and everyone's working together so that what the symphony has done to make the recording happen for this piece is a huge amount of effort and mm-hmm. um, that was really wonderful to have this recording done specifically for
0: the piece well talking about the music how do you decide as the director what The pairings, what bit of music goes with which imagery? I mean, are you Mm -hmm. thinking about that while you're on location making tape? Or Mm -hmm. is is that something that comes later? Just describe that process.
1: Yeah, you know, it's um, not um, a straightforward process. and In the same way, I think, with choosing music and things like that. It's a constant juggling and reassessing things are changing mm-hmm. all the time there's a lot of moving parts um and also i don't want this piece to be just like an iconic tour now here's this now here's that sure. i really the vision i had for it was an immersive piece so Absolutely. really to take the viewer on an experience of the park and the music being the vehicle um you know uh, something really special because you have four seasons you have five mm-hmm. national parks right. and you have basically an hour right. so what journey do you go on and so um also i wanted it to be, you know, so have it that based on documentary, um, where things happen and you mm-hmm. don't tell, you know, I'm not going out, I'm going to get this sunset here. Although you might know the sunset is mm-hmm. setting or it's going to start snowing or something, mm-hmm. but, and be open to what might happen, and sure. I think that's really you know, and that's where we got some really um, amazing moments. Oh yeah. So um, one that stood out to me was when we were out in Capitol Reef, and we went, you know, it was the colors were going to be great and things like that, yeah. and then all of a sudden I was like, the creeks are freezing. Yeah. The, I, we had this beautiful day, and we're watching the ice freeze on the creeks, and it was like. We have to get this. And that became the intro to this piece um, by Augusta Reed Thomas, right. which is one of my favorite right. pieces where the storm comes in and yeah. um, there's a huge lightning storm, the creeks, are, and then it starts to snow. And yeah. then that takes us to Bryce. And I, I love that because it came out so organically and Absolutely. it fits so perfectly with the music. So again, to the question about the music, yeah. it's really tricky. and I, I don't know if this is something that you can really pinpoint at this point um the music you know i i've been listening to all the music before it was decided but we right. had started shooting before the music was finished was selected and certainly before it was recorded so it wasn't all in your head it wasn't all in my head and you know i had an idea of stories and places and times yeah um and then um i think it's a continually assessing of where we're at and what we have and you know bringing it all together and you have to decide what comes first Mm -hmm. what goes last where are we going um how can we take the viewer on this journey we don't want it to start all big and grand we want to have these little moments as well and um so i think it was just a lot of, you know, reevaluation, listening to the music thousands of times yeah, and, of course. <laughs> and knowing all the footage and, um, you know, and then finding pieces near the end that we, were little bridges that we were missing. Sure. So. Did
0: you, did yeah. you, ha- so it sounds like it, you, you had the extra challenge of doing your location work without fully knowing this, the musical selections and matching them later when you basically had your visuals and your your audio in the can and trying to find a way to connect the two of them. Did you have any moments where you heard a snippet of music that made you think, oh, I wish I'd gotten such and such shot while I was at Arches or something.
1: I I do know. You know, we had some time that we would, uh, at near the end, we were able to go and shoot pieces we were missing or or wanted. But uh, now I go, oh, I, you know, there's this. I could have, you know, used that music and done this. I do that now. Sure. And I think that's always in when you do a show, any show, you know, the producer, director is still like, Oh, you know, you still, you work so hard to make something like it happen, and you're all still thinking, oh, I can make this better. I yeah. can, you know, do this. But I am happy how it turned out. Well,
0: so. you should be, Carol, and because this film has met with some significant early success. I'm going to let you pat yourself on the back a little mm-hmm. bit here. Tell us about all the recent regional Emmy wins.
1: Yeah, and I like, again, it, it not the padding on the back isn't shouldn't be mine alone it's I many really backs. extend it yeah. to everyone that yeah. and I hope people understand how hard yeah. so many artists work and so it was great to see it recognized um, it's uh, the Emmy Awards the regional awards as Rocky Mountain Region mm-hmm. that's the region we're in right. um, and we're it aired first in this region that's why we're in this category right. and it was recognized um, for overall excellence in arts and entertainment category mm-hmm. and it also received um, four craft awards for excellence and craft, which again is a huge nod to all the artistry involved. A real honor. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And um, so those uh, were for um, audio production, uh, musical composition and mm-hmm. arrangement, mm-hmm. editing, and um, for cinematography. Mm-hmm. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. Well,
0: congratulations to everyone involved. I know that Maestro Fisher has his Emmy on his desk in his office. He refers to it anytime anyone comes in the room. <laughs> so I, everyone who, who's been involved is very proud of this. I, I have to mention that the film has also recently broken out of the Utah borders. It's, it's been picked up by National PBS for distribution. What does that mean for KUED and for Utah Symphony? Tell us about what could happen now.
1: Well, the wonderful thing that's any filmmaker's dream, and i I think every musician's too you want to reach people with your work Absolutely. and so um, the more eyes on it the, you know reaching one person of course is the ultimate success, but um, yeah. when you get that many more uh, that much more opportunity to go into people's homes and um, share with them so now we're talking you know not just being in this region but now it's going throughout the United States, and now your audience is now in the millions you mm-hmm. know so that mm-hmm. is a huge difference and and now it's available people can get it so anyway yeah i'm kind of going on but now we're talking about it's like someone described it to me once that it's the difference is being able to show it um maybe at going to go see a show at your local place which is right. wonderful right but then you get to go to a stadium show exactly so um, one cannot replace the other certainly each has its own things but it's a wonderful thing to happen as well, well So <laughs> it's, it's, it's
0: thrilling and it's a testament to the great work not only by you but by everybody who was involved and I, I as a as a Utahan and as a person who's involved with Utah Symphony I am particularly proud of this project it was one of the great collaborations of our 75th anniversary season and I thank you for that Carol we worked together a lot on this you and we I we did yeah and it was I, a real great collaboration
1: absolutely yeah. I was really happy to have you as the my main contact person, yeah, and, and yeah. that's how it became. And, um, you know, it was so great to be able to reach out and, you know, have uh, some random answer. I need this right now. Yeah, like uh, yeah. And to be, have that response, you know. Well, it
0: was fun. I, I think we should yeah, do it again. Definitely. So definitely. on the Ghost Light podcast, we have a traditional question that we ask of everybody, and it's because of the name of our podcast, of course. But I want to know, Carol, have you ever seen a ghost? Do you have a paranormal story to tell us?
1: Um. So, in a roundabout way, um, I see a lot of ghosts, and that's when I know I'm doing my work right. Ah, explain. So, when I go out to tell a story, I'm listening to so many different things that are happening, and even working with the symphony, I'm listening to what um, Master Fisher's trying to express. I'm listening to the music and the different nuances, and I'm going out to the national parks, and I'm looking at what's going around, and there's so much that has um, happened and is happening around us. And so for me, it's like listening to the ghosts and the things that are around, and I try to bring those together in Mm -hmm. my work. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of ghost light, um, I think of when the symphony's done playing and the light's left on, then the ghosts of everything that's happened in that theater and all the people and all the musicians, um, that's when they come out and start to celebrate. And so you know, often in my storytelling, that is that the stories that we don't, it's the pieces that we pull together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm describing no, this I think very that's well. Great. But I, <laughs> I actually,
0: it actually makes me want to comment on something I think I see in your work. And I think that time is an important element in your work, the, the passage of it, the understanding of it. So I think it's interesting that your perception of the ghost experience is sort of disconnected from time that all these things are simultaneously occupying a space. That's really interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely yeah. Well, so. Carol Dalrymple, thank you so much for joining us today on the Ghostlight Podcast Good luck in your future work
1: Thank you so much, it's been a pleasure
0: This weekend, the Utah Symphony performs the beloved annual tradition The Messiah Sing-In Featuring Utah Opera resident artist, soloist And the 2,000 voice of Ravenel Hall audience In this traditional kickoff to the Salt Lake City holiday season Also joining the Messiah Chorus are Westminster Chamber Singers, Westminster Community Choir And members of the Utah Symphony Chorus the Ghostlight podcast is produced by Chad Call. Utah Symphony Utah Opera season sponsor is the George S and Dolores Dore Eccles Foundation.